there honing their skills, but it really does take a lot of time and practice to get to the top levels of esports. Even in South Africa, people are putting in uh, a lot of hours uh, to to stay at the top. You're listening to the Match Kit Cast with me, Ben Karpinski, bringing you closer to the athletes on the MatchKit.co platform. In recent times, we've been hearing more and more that esports is the future and a huge growth category across the world of sport. With many sporting events, however, going the virtual route during the COVID lockdowns, it really can't be seen as the future anymore, but very much more the present. To get a better understanding about all things in this realm, I'm chatting to one of South Africa's biggest names in esports, Julia Bish Robson. Hey, Julia, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Firstly, before I ask you how you got into this and how obviously you become a professional in this world, what's the sort of terminology that we really need to be playing with here? So um, I think the biggest thing is that people need to understand the difference between gaming and esports. And that's something that I I speak about quite frequently. So gaming is obviously just the general, um, you know, playing of a video game at home or, you know, wherever you might be, whether that be on console, PlayStation, um, Xbox or PC. And then esports is more the competitive version of that, um, which can still be on the same platforms. So um, it's, it's kind of nicheified and, you know, it has its own leagues, um, but that's the general difference between esports and gaming. Okay, so if I were to call you an e-gamer, that's very much a no-no. <laughs> yeah, so that would be contradicting the two. Um, I think gaming is a term on its own, which obviously is just the sure. general, um, you know, term of basically kicking a ball, if you could say it so. And then uh, esports being obviously a game more like soccer, where it's more of a competitive um, realm where people compete versus each other and, you know, have a little bit of a run up to what you guys necessarily see in the media about you know filling large stadiums and making millions of rands as a um, you know very young esports player sure like to your average sort of sport goer obviously the whole esport thing has really kicked on in the last few years but it's been going for a little bit longer than that how did you sort of get into it and when did you decide this was something you were going to pursue a lot more than just your average sort of gamer so I think uh, over the years of competing in competitive Call of Duty, I picked up quite a lot um, regarding the industry locally. Um, and it was still very much quite small time where I used to compete in male teams and, and then started opening my eyes to, you know, different esports, which would at that time was Call of Duty for me. And then I moved over to Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Um, so I started understanding each game's little community and I started sort of introducing myself as an esports player um, in those realms to um, attending events and meeting the sponsors and meeting the um, org owners and so on to then being able to actually become a brand ambassador to one of the um, bigger sponsors in South Africa. So from that stage onwards, um, it led me to become a global partner um, with a tech brand where I started my sort of content creation career where, um, you know, I was Twitch streaming and um, vlogging and attending events as often as I can, every single event, in fact, and competing on stages and, uh, you know, really just, becoming more of an esports personality, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to um, another tech brand um, who is obviously really popular in South Africa, but also globally um, called Predator Gaming by Acer. Um, and now being partnered with them um, currently still, being able to attend events under their banner, create content for them, and uh, you know, really just sort of uh, 
preach the word of esports, if I can say so. Um, but at the same time, just staying extremely active in the esports realm. Now, if you were, say, a, a young kid who has a passion for Call of Duty, Fortnite, or any of the sort of games that are, you know, you, someone can get into, what would you recommend? Yeah. And I'm sure this is a question you get a lot, obviously, with your, your role as an esports sort of ambassador globally now. How how would yeah. someone how would someone go about going into finding maybe getting into a professional team or taking their, their career to the next step from just being an, a, a normal gamer? I would say um, you know when it comes to an age, um, as you said, a young kid. I would say the biggest thing is for you know the parents to just understand and start you know opening their eyes to the possibilities of esports and. Um, you know, understanding the the benefits of esports as well, and not seeing it as such a negative thing for for um, kids to be a part of. Um, but that would obviously involve looking into entering local tournaments um, and just sort of getting involved in the local esports scene in whatever specific game that might be, um, and allowing those people to actually start. You know practicing their skills versus other competitive gamers within South Africa. So for example, with Counter-Strike Global Offensive, we have um, a few competitive tournament platforms. Um, one, for example, being Faceit, uh, where you can join in a lobby as a solo player or as a party. And um, you can play versus other South Africans across the world um, as often as you like, basically. Um, and you then get ranked up in a leaderboard and you start introducing yourself to other competitive players that might be involved in, um, you know, esports organizations um, and, you know, seeing how they're growing and how they're honing their skills. But it really does take a lot of time and practice to get to the top levels of esports. Even in South Africa, people are putting in um, a lot of hours um, to to stay at the top. Now, again, this may be a question that you get quite a lot, and forgive me if it's too simplistic, but how do you get sort of better at these kind of things? Are there particular skill sets that you should be looking to enhance? You know, is this something that always happens just from playing more and more games? Or are there sort of other elements that for, say, eye-hand coordination that you can improve on? Yeah, for sure. So I think um, the, there's two ways to go about this question. The one being obviously just putting in as much time as you possibly can and want to, I guess, in the game. Um, because as you play versus other players, you will notice, you know, the reason why they're um, eliminating you or why your time is not set as high as your opposing um, teammates or um, your opponents and understanding how you can better yourself just by sheer understanding of the game. Um, and obviously that takes a lot of time. And then another way is obviously looking at, you know, the gaming content that is available to you. And that would obviously be via stuff like um, Twitch streamers or YouTubers. And um, there are a lot of them in South Africa, specifically from a YouTube standpoint, but also as Twitch streamers, I myself am, am a Twitch streamer. So um, I obviously go live on my Twitch channel and um, I'm able to interact with people and, you know, ask questions and show off my skills and, um, you know, chat with professional players um, around South Africa. So I think that's really valuable because then you sort of understand um, parts of the game that you might only pick up over an X amount of hours versus, you know, getting the first-hand experience watching professionals play. When it comes to, say, you know, doing this in South Africa or other countries, what are kind of the, some of the challenges for getting young sort of esports personality like yourself getting to the top of your sport globally? 
I would say the biggest thing um, being just infrastructure and just basically not necessarily in the right region for a specific esport that you might be interested in. For example, Fortnite, um, we don't have local Fortnite servers and the same that being with Apex Legends. We have currently we have about four professional Apex Legends teams that are competing in global series um, with about 200 ping disadvantage. Um, and oh, they're wait, still, sorry, you know, sorry. hang on a second, hang on a second, 200 ping, you're going to need to sure. elaborate on that for me. Oh, sure. So um, ping is latency. So that means that if you're sitting in South Africa and you're trying to connect to a European server, then your latency would be 200 versus a person sitting in Europe close to the server would be between five and 40. Oh, um, wow. So their game refreshes a lot quicker. So if you were to shoot at the same time as that person would shoot, your bullets would actually be delayed on their monitor or their screen. And therefore the game will um, interact with their output first before you. Um, so hmm. it does take a lot more effort to compete with European players just based off of basic infrastructure. But that's geographic in a sense that we don't have local service. So we have to actually connect to the closest server, which will be Europe. Um, and that would, you know, supply us with a certain latency, uh, which we call ping. Um, okay. So if you ping a server, you get a latency result back, which would be between 160 and 240 ping, um, depending on the location of that European server. So yeah, <laughs> um, ultimately what that means is that um, it puts us a bit on the back foot um, because we cannot compete in the same playing field necessarily, even though we are on the same server, we are competing in the same league um, and we you know, are legally allowed to do that. Um, it, it's not ideal for us as it's very unlikely that um, you know, it will be an advantage to us necessarily. So um, I would say that is one thing, but then for games that we are extremely, you know, blessed to have local service for, like Counter-Strike, like Call of Duty Warzone, um, you know, Dota, uh, I would say those are, you know, very well-known esports across the world that we have really, really talented players of, um, and we have had the opportunity to also showcase that talent by getting people to attend international events. However, again, when it comes to investments into the scene, um, you know, we just don't have the same money as org owners to play with than, um, you know, the international guys. So uh, we often have to get a lot more investments and um, fork out a lot more money to get people to fly all the way to the US for a tournament. Um, and that obviously does put us a bit in the back foot again when it comes to exposure. Yeah, sure. So in that way, it's like the similarities of all the big sports in the world are right there. You physically have to be in these countries in order to take on the best yeah. and to learn from the best. Now, you mentioned about, you know, getting into the into the sport itself is getting into your local kind of scene. But again, if you are more from the sort of uh, fan audience kind of base, what are some of the big events that we should be looking out for each year? If I were to say, I want to say I know more about the sports and I can name drop a few events and I can obviously build my knowledge from there. So I would say the biggest events to definitely look at, um, and I mean, I would like to be an introduction to one of them is IEM Karavice. So I've actually gone to this event twice. Um, it is hosted in Poland and it is one of the CSGO majors that's hosted um, annually. 
So um, I have a few vlogs out about it and uh, I've covered quite a bit of content on it um, on my Twitch channel and on my um, social pages. So I think that would be sort of a gateway into that. Uh, but it is truly, you know, one of the biggest spectacles for me because it's a arena filled with thousands of people coming across the world to watch the best of the best CSGO teams um, battle it out. And then obviously another one that's really mind-blowing is the Dota 2 TI. Uh, which is short for the international mm -hmm. and um, that's a strategy based game that's extremely popular and have been around for very 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 long um, they also host an annual event um, and that's obviously called the the, the international or the ti and um, yeah again hundreds of thousands of people attend this event and the you know just the sheer you know sports um I would say similarities is so cool when it comes to actually the teams and how much practice they've put in um, and the sponsors, the amount of, you know, the prize pool itself is about 48 million US dollars. Um, and that alone is being largely crowdfunded, being quite a big phenomena. So I would wow. say those are definitely two really big ones to look out for. Um, but there are truly, you know, quite a few to, to check out, even the Call of Duty World League, um, CWL, um, and then obviously League of Legends, um, LEC. Uh, there's a whole bunch of places that you guys can go. It really just also depends on what type of game you'd be interested in. Again, for people that really want to watch FIFA, you can also check out the FIFA E-World Cup, which is also quite interesting. Fantastic. Well, Julia, as an esports athlete, I think you very much put things on the map for us. And of course, you are a rising star within that. You're very active on social media. Of course, we spoke about the Twitch stream. You have your own YouTube channel as well. And you have done some amazing vlogs from some of the places you have gone to. If you want to see more yeah. of Julia, then matchkit.co, matchkit.co forward slash Julia Bish Robson. You can find out all about her and obviously catch up with her, all the things that she's doing. Julia, thanks so much for your time today. And uh, I have learned a great deal, if nothing else. And now uh, I do have a sort of new outlook on on esports and i might even become a gamer just on the side as well amazing hope to see you in game cool thanks so much are you an athlete looking to better commercialize your career visit matchkit.co forward slash register and see what this unique web builder can do for your sporting profile